we're supposed to be having a fiesta! What's going on, Spurs Nation? I hope I'm not lagging too much, getting some rain over here in my area. So if I do start lagging, please just forgive me for a few seconds. It'll catch up to speed. Got a great show for you guys today. Got uh, Vicky Villarreal from Twitter, and you can find her at the Vicky Vicks on Twitter, and you can check out all of her work. She's a team member for Project Spurs. You can check out all the content that she does in the world of the Spurs basketball world, you know, there in the link in the description below, and it'll take you right to her page. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, Keldon Johnson and the Olympics and, you know, kind of how our takes, what our takes are on him just making the team and just doing the Spurs right, uh, making a lot of fans out here very uh, proud. And then we're going to talk about a little bit about our expectations uh, on next year. Do we have high hopes, low hopes, that kind of stuff. Just want to remind you guys, if you want to support the show, first off, thank you. You're doing it right now. You're watching the show right now. So thank you. All you got to do is smash that like button down below. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Uh, hit that notification bell so you can be notified when we go live on this channel and also when we drop new content. All, you're always welcome to leave a comment. Uh, go ahead and leave one, even if it's just Go Spurs Go. Uh, let me know where you are, where you're watching right now in the world. I'm very interested to know where Spurs Nation is, um, and also share this video. If you want to go above and beyond, go ahead and check out the Patreon link um, to this channel in the description below. That's patreon.com backslash Spurs Film Room. Uh, you get some perks, some giveaway entries, stuff like that, but really you just help keep the lights on over here at Spurs Film Room. So thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, all right, we can get on with it. Go Spurs, go. Lift off. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Hey, what's going on, Vicky? Thank you for joining us here today. Um, hey, thanks where, so much for having me. <laughs> where, are, where are you right now? You're in San Antonio? Yes, I'm in San Antonio right so, now. So I'm, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but how? what is like the vibe right now in SA with like Keldon just doing what he's doing? Um, I think it's a, a lot of people are excited. I feel like I've noticed um, a lot of the haters and like, you know, kind of like down people are really excited to see what Kelvin's doing. It's kind of revitalizing like the yeah. San Antonio Spurs spirit within San Antonio. And I'm loving it because, you know, I'm diehard Spurs fan, yeah. love the Spurs through and through. So seeing this, you know, something for people to get excited about is just really, really inspiring and making me happy and excited for next year. So speaking of your diehardness, right? And yes. something that I like to do on the show is ask my guests kind of like why they do what they do, like what kind of fueled your passion for the Spurs and like doing Spurs content too. Like, um, by the way, guys, again, if you want to read more from Vicky, go ahead and check the link in the description below. Um, it'll take you to the Project Spurs 
uh, page that she has. Um, Vicky, so like, where, where does all that like start? And like, where does all that come from? Um, really, as you know, being a San Antonio native, being here throughout the early days of Tim Duncan, um, even before then, with David Robinson, um, just as a kid growing up, that was a huge thing. Uh, the only team that we had, major league team, and still have. Um, but it was a big thing to watch Spurs games. And at the time, you know, the playoffs, if the Spurs made them, because, well, they made it for the most part, but there were a couple of years when I was little, they didn't, or I guess one. Um, but the games were pay-per-view. And I remember being really little and listening to like the 1999 run, listening to some of the games on the radio. Um, and that was really my first like big, um, I guess, exposure to following the Spurs. And then really just after that, it became sort of an obsession for a while in my childhood. <laughs> I wouldn't miss a game. I recorded every game. I would basically analyze things. Um, I just really started to develop a love for the game and the Spurs. Um, the Spurs main players were like, you know, my, I had this parasocial relationship with them. Like they're my brothers, they're my like role models. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just this deep love that goes way back. And I think it can be said for everyone, you know, every San Antonio Spurs fan that truly identifies with this team. It's like a pride being a Spurs fan, knowing that you're part of this, um, really like a dynasty. And it's, yeah. it's just something really great. The writing part started in college. Um, I had to do a blog for one of my uh, media classes and I focused mine on the Spurs. And that was, you know, what I was doing for a long time. Then I, you know, was introduced to people from Project Spurs, met someone through there and then brought on and the rest is, I guess, history. Well, that's awesome. Um, you know, like the vibe that I get from you saying all this, and this is just like all so true. And I don't know, I don't know if people like look at us weird when, when Spurs <laughs> fans talk about the Spurs, they're like... <laughs> We like to say we're very like it's like a very like cult feeling, you know. Like if you're in it, you're you know, and if you're a part of it, you know, you're just like all about it. Uh, but the word I kept thinking about is like family, yes, and like kind of like the relationship that that you that we grew up. Some the same way we grew up with the big three, and and they they as people are just kind of so like wholesome and like um, we're so devoted to the organization and the city and the city just kind of just like reflected that back it was like a mirror and and it was it was it's very much like you look at them as like your older like second uncle twice removed yes. or whatever yeah. <laughs> like um manu for sure i mean i don't know i mean like as i was going to ask you like what do you miss most about i mean i, I don't i don't want to say like the heyday but i mean yeah it was like it was a dynasty like yeah. you said no matter what anyone says, I mean, if there was like a level above dynasty, yes. like that's what we would be. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've heard like the criticisms from like Phil Jackson when, when they talk about the Spurs being a dynasty, but he says like, Oh, they didn't win. Like they never had a three peat for, for instance. And then right. like, like you're just looking, you're looking for it. Yeah. Looking for any reason to just dog us. Right. Um, exactly. But I mean, dude, I mean, we won. We won our championships over three different decades. Like, like, come on, man. Like, who, who else? Right. With, the, with the same core, you know what I mean? Like, with the same core, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel yes. like if there was a, a level <laughs> higher, we'd be there. Exactly. They're they're a constant, or 
they were a constant for, like you were saying, like, I guess the heyday, um, you know, and I think a lot of us that were young when it was happening took it for granted at the beginning. Um, and a lot of us still do. I see that throughout Spurs Twitter, kind of seeing people who are coming so down on the current Spurs team. And it's like, we were spoiled for a long time having what we had. Spurs fans were very spoiled. And now it's kind of like this whole new world to see a team that is developing and growing. But, you know, it happens to all teams. Um, what I miss, I guess, the most about that is probably just the fact that I don't think I appreciated Tim Duncan enough. I loved him all the time, but I don't think I really realized he was a goat, like, <laughs> like beyond what anyone gives him credit for. I really think that he's mm -hmm. that standard and an example for what a power forward should be and something that really hasn't been duplicated. Yeah. That's, that's a great point, man. Um, you know, it's just that when you see greatness for, for, and you you're used to it for 20 years i mean you just expect it night in and night yeah. out right so it's like we're definitely spoiled man because <laughs> um because he brought it man every night i remember it, was, it didn't matter if it was a random game against sacramento in the regular right. season or you know game five in the playoffs against the mavericks it's like it's the same timmy for sure you know what i mean yeah. it's just the same timmy different stage like he was just the like you said he was the bar like he's yes. he was the bar. um exactly all right. Well, that's that's awesome. Again, everyone that's watching right now, please smash that like button. Chant Ghost Spurs Go when you do. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure to check out the link in the description below to uh, Vicky Vidal's uh, Project Spurs page and check out her writing. All right, guys, when we get right back, we're going to talk a little bit about Keldon Johnson and kind of what our feels are on the fact that he's just dominating right now for Team USA. When we get right back. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. All right, guys, we're going to take this quick short break just to remind you if you're watching this right now, if you just joined us, welcome to the show. Go Spurs Go, um, my international amigos of Spurs Nation. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Smash that like button. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any content on the channel. Leave a comment. Go Spurs Go. Share this video. If you want to go above and beyond to keep the lights on here on this channel, go ahead and check out the Patreon link in the description below. There's also a link to the tip jar. If you just want to drop a tip, the tip will come out over here in the chat room. Um, shout out to Frenchie Betts in the chat room right now. Patreon member Frenchie Betts. What's going on? If you want to get your question and comment on screen, uh, go ahead and drop it in the tip jar and we'll go ahead and pull it up there for you guys. So go Spurs go. Now back to the show with at the Vicky Vicks on Twitter, Vic, uh, Vicky Varia. Back to the show. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. I'm I'm trying to find like a comparison to like how I felt when KJ made made the team, and like Christmas. I'm like I have no <laughs> idea. It was it was it has to be something close to Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an unbelievable feeling because I mean, one I'm just so excited for him. Like I'm yes. just so excited for him. I like. I talk about it all the time on this channel. Just I love Olympic basketball, oh, yeah. Olympic competition in general, just in whatever yes. it is. But um, and the fact that he made this team, you know what I mean? It's just out. It's it's outrageous. But um, let me get like let me listen. Uh, get 
come here a couple of your thoughts sorry on um Keldon man making the squad yeah I was I guess I was very hopeful from the start um right when I heard he was selected for the select team I was kind of like in the back of my mind thinking whoa I think he could have a chance to make the team if somebody doesn't go I didn't wish anything on anyone and I you know still am like it's unfortunate for the players that weren't able to end up on the final roster but in my head I thought he had it he has what it takes and I really did think that he was going to blow them away playing you know on the select team which he did and I'm really glad about that and I guess like you said like just super excited for him because of the fact that he is a really talented player and he was kind of robbed of his rookie year because of COVID and everything. But I mean, in his second year, he was playing amazingly basically as a rookie and didn't get that recognition. And it stinks because he was basically a rookie. And I don't think that people understand that. I think people look at him and they're like, Oh, you know, this almost like going into his third year player, blah, blah, blah. But he's, a very new fresh face and he shows confidence beyond his years and beyond his experience. Um, this is just huge for him and it's huge for the Spurs, I think too. Um, I think that if he can perform well at the Olympics, it's going to solidify a spot for him uh, on this roster and minutes, the minutes that he, you know, was still trying to earn, even though I think he is obviously deserving of it. Um, it's just huge. I think it's huge for the Spurs, huge for the city, huge for the country. Um, I'm really excited for the Spurs to have an Olympian. Man, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, our thoughts go out to like Bradley Beal. That sucks. Right. Um, Kevin Love. I mean, he just wasn't, I don't think he was, no. he was just ready to go physically. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the opportunity opened up and I talked a lot about that on my Monday show was just like opportunity. Like Keldon is just always ready. He's yes. always ready for that door to open. And as soon as that door shows a little bit of a crack, he's just busting through it. You know what I mean? And exactly. like, like you said, it, he did it with his play this year. He started and, and his minutes did tailor down towards the end. He right. wasn't in, in like late fourth quarter, like moments. He was very in there, like in spurts because, and I'm talking about more like the second half of the season, obviously where, where the, the the NBA kind of figured him out and started making right. adjustments and made things a little bit more tougher for Keldon. But I like that because Keldon, all he has to, he's just got to learn. It's just like, you got to yes. give him that learning curve for all the different phases that he's going to go through in his career and the challenges that are going to be in front of him. And you just know that he's going to learn and fix it and grow and grow. Um, I know it's just, everyone's just like, who is this guy? Who's <laughs> oh, he's, he's a third year guy. He's going to be a third year player. What? Right. You know, that, that's, 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 uh, that's what you can say about a lot of our young guys. Like nobody knows who, who they are and how good they, they really are Exactly um, across the board. Right. But Keldon, man, he's just, he's just opening so many eyes and it's great for the Spurs. Uh, like the organization, I was talking about this too. Like ever since, Ka I mean, Kawhi left, ever since Kawhi left, we've kind of been like in this state of lack of identity, you know what right. I mean? A little identity crisis over here. Mm -hmm. And what I love the most is that Keldon is out there on the national stage showing nothing but like Spurs qualities, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like playing tough, you know, just doing the extra stuff, you know, yes. not, you know, just being a great teammate, right? Like yes. stuff like that. 
and and that's what everybody sees and Mm -hmm. it's like oh this is who this is the new star for the spurs okay so it's kind of like helping the spurs out in a way too where the narrative kind of shifts towards oh they were they've been lost ever since you know the the trade and they haven't been able to whatever and to now now it's starting to shift and um KJ doing that for us out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. Seriously. Within a matter of weeks, he went from being, you know, in his off season right now, doing his own thing to now going to the Olympics. Um, It's an amazing, surreal experience. I'm sure for him as a young guy of 21, I guess. Um, I'm yeah, super proud of him. Very excited. And, and like you said, it's just, it's, really great for the Spurs and hopefully this helps gather some, you know, attention. And I mean, the Spurs were able to produce an Olympic, uh, an Olympian. And that's something that I think could be attractive to other young players potentially coming into the league. Yes, exactly. And like, like he is now a new level of like standard and like where younger players are going to like kind of see him like, oh, wow, he's he's actually yes. like that yeah. good. Um, <laughs> and he's out there and I feel like everybody loves him. You know what I mean? Yes. Of course, and we know that, right? Like we know yeah. everybody loves Keldon Johnson, <laughs> like his teammates love him. Right. But you have all stars now all around him, like bro, you know, like, like you're good. Like do what you do. Like, thank you. Like, like they're putting their arms around him. They're just, they they just love him, his energy and all that stuff. So. um, And I think he's such an unselfish player that like, that's something that the team needed team USA um, because watching them in the early games, it was kind of like, they didn't know their identity. They didn't know how to play with each other. There was no chemistry. Um, Adding in players like Keldon was really helpful to have, you know, this unselfish style of play who can also perform on his own if needed. And I think that he's, he's a huge asset to the team. They, they were lacking that glue guy that, that, um, you know, like, I don't know if, if you're really into like Olympic basketball, but the, usually, yes, yes. <laughs> usually every team has like the one, you know, like they've had like the mm-hmm. Mike Miller, the, um, they, they have that role, every, like they had yes. Tayshawn Prince once, yes. right? Like, just like oh, these random yeah. guys, you know, that know how to play off ball. Cause I mean, come on, you got Tatum who needs, you know, you got uh, Lillard, <laughs> Kevin Durant, all these guys are the best, yeah. right. But with the ball in their hands exactly. and they just need like a guy on the floor to just run around and be open, you know? And uh, exactly. That's what Keldon's doing uh, fantastically. So Sean Kelly, appreciate the tip, my man. Thank you for stopping by. Um, you're the, you're one of the rocks here, man. You keep the lights on over here at Spurs Film Room. Thank you for <laughs> stopping by. All right. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and take our last break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about our expectations for next year, uh, high or low hopes. All right. So when we get right back, uh, we'll get right to it. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. My international amigos of Spurs Nation, I hope you're having a wonderful day. This is the last break of the show. Uh, Please smash that Go Spurs Go button. That's the like button, right? Go Spurs Go when you smash it. Um, It like echoes throughout, you know, the cosmic waves and it comes back as good for fortune. So anyways, uh, smash that subscribe button to hit that notification bell. Check out the link in the description below for Vicky's uh, work at projectspurs.com so you can check out more from her. Thank you for stopping by again. Last reminder, 
um, you want to support the show, you're doing it right now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out. If you're watching live or if you're watching post live, uh, thank you for watching the show. Um, again, if you want to help and go above and beyond, check out the link in the description below to the Patreon. Uh, that goes a long way to help the show. Um, all right, guys. So we're going to get right back to it. And then we're going to wrap it up here with Vicky Villarreal from Project Spurs. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Okay, so the question, right, and the main question I ask everybody is, like, what are the hopes for next season? A lot of us think we're going to be pretty bad. And I don't want to say <laughs> us because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in that boat. That was, sorry, that was wrong phrasing. <laughs> a lot of people think that we're going to be pretty bad because by default, like, if we shift towards the young guys, we're going to be bad. I'm kind of on the other side of that. I kind of feel like we're, we're pretty good. We just don't know it yet. We haven't, we haven't tried to build around the young guys yet but they still have a lot of a long way to go in my eyes as well so it's kind of a catch-22 I think it can go either way but I'm a you know I'm a Spurs fan I'm always optimistic you know what I'm saying so um what, what are your thoughts on on next year do you have high expectations low low worried well or, or are you confident? um I am like yourself a big Spurs fan through and through um I also consider myself realistic about them as much as I can be, but I really do taking a step back. I really do have high expectations for them because I don't think that they ever had the opportunity last season to have a full healthy roster. Um, mostly because of the fact that Derek white was either hurt or sick throughout the whole season. Um, and I think that Derek white is probably the most underrated player in the Spurs alone, mm -hmm. but also, you know, in a majority of the league, he's very underrated. He's probably one of the most well-rounded of the young guys that we have um, consistent when he's healthy. He's, you know, he's got so many great qualities. And I think that I noticed a few times this season um, when he was able to play, he brings something to the Spurs, the chemistry is just on a different level when he's playing. And I love, you know, I love all the Spurs guards, but I think that he has a way of incorporating the big guys, um, which was really helpful because we saw Jakob performing way better when Derek was playing. Um, that's something I'm really excited to see and hoping just beyond hope that he can stay healthy because I know there's this whole like thing that people are like, oh, he's, you know, one of those players that's going to be injury prone and all this. I hope not because he really is, I think, the key to the Spurs' success. Um, there's a lot of keys. I think Keldon's one of those keys. DeJounte is, he showed incredible growth from, you know, two years ago to this past year. And there's really a lot to be, a lot more to be hopeful for than to be despairing about. Mm -hmm. um, so I have high expectations. I think they really could end in playoff contention at the end of the year, if they have a healthy year. Um, but again, I think it all kind of, we got to see where it goes with minutes and, you know, veterans and will they sign somebody else? Will they lose a couple pieces? I guess there's still some stuff to be seen. I mean, well, to, today's the first day of the off season, technically, right? Um, yes. This Technically the season ended last night. So this is a very, 
opportunistic time for the Spurs, right? Like, like yeah. we're, we're in a position right now to have an off season where we're like fully in control, you know, like, do we bring back the vets? That's up to us. You know, like, are we going to go yeah. out and, and bring other vets or another big superstar or just a couple role players, whatever it is, right. it's up to us. You know what I mean? Like we have an opportunity right now to rebuild and, and build around this young core. Um, and I'm, I'm right there with you on Derek white, man. I love Derek white. And I, I would go as far to say as he honestly is the opposite of injury prone. I think he's actually incredibly tough. Like this dude gets hit in the face at least five <laughs> times a game. He's putting his, his body on the line on a, on, a, on a charge at, in the middle of the court at least right. two or three times a game. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to get dunked on either. He's going to go for that block and stuff. Like he's just, he is very wow. aggressive and he puts his body through a lot. But I think what happened this year, like you said, it was just, it was so unfortunate. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just that bad luck coming around for, for Derek White. I mean, the the toe thing and then you know he he missed the the big okay like let's go back he missed the beginning part of the season because of the toe right mm-hmm. um and then when he came back he he who injures the same toe in the, in the same game and then they're in your first game back who does that like when does that ever happen oh yeah that is you just gotta chalk that up to bad luck I mean come yes. on he was out forever it's not like he rushed back or anything you know no. what I mean like, so that was just unfortunate and then the COVID thing it was just like oh my yes. god. But you're absolutely right. Um, a game that I remember from this past season was against Charlotte, where DeJounte and Derek White together combined for like 59 points or something. Like oh, yeah. it was one of the best games from both of them together. And I even remember Pop saying after the game, he was like, finally, we kind of got to see them both healthy on the on the same at the same time on the court together. Right. Um, and I think that's absolutely right. I think he is ultimately the main key that's going to start that ignition for whatever the car looks like next year. We don't know what the car is going to look like, but Derek white definitely should have the keys to that car. I mean, he has a lot of, he has playoff experience Mm -hmm. and, and great point about uh, utilizing big men. Derek white is really the only one of the only guys that can create for the big guy. Right. And um, something that he did very well was play with Marcus Aldridge. I think yes. him and LaMarcus Aldridge had a great connection. Yeah. Um, he always <laughs> knew when LaMarcus was like sealing right. early or, or pinning late or whatever. He just always had eyes for his bigs and, and we need that. We definitely yes. need that. Yeah. His court vision is probably superior among the guards of the Spurs, probably because of his experience and age. Um, but what I also noticed is that in the games that he played, the other guards sort of rose to his level instead yeah. of, you know, just sticking out where they kind of were performing. Um, I noticed DeJounte incorporating some of that, you know, wider view of the court when he's out there at the top of the key. Um, it's just, yeah, that having that, you know, he's a young guy, but he's still a veteran. Having that experience to be able to pass on to the younger guards is super, super integral. And I think, you know, I know there's like people out there saying that, you know, he could potentially be gone. Um, I have no doubt that the Spurs would keep him. He's super important and he's going to be a huge asset to building the team around whoever they decide to build it around. Um, but I do think the young core is going to be a huge, I hope, I hope that they, you know, transition finally to developing the team around the young guys, because I do think they can take it and handle it. And I think Derek has to lead that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And would you agree that it's like the Spurs thing to do to do that, to like finally give opportunity to when, when opportunities like ready to be like, like the vets are gone. So now it is their time. If there ever is a time to kind of give them more opportunity to, to ball out, it's now, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I would say that most of them are ready. Most of them are ready. Um, I think so too. For more opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, no, very excited about that. Uh, Last question before we kind of wrap this up. Um, okay, so besides, you know, like Derek, DeJounte, Keldon, right? Obviously, I think those three guys rose up to a tier on a tier of their own. Um, apart from all the other young guys from on our <laughs> roster right now. Are there any, is there like, okay, let, let me just throw like a couple guys at you. Like Lonnie, Kel, uh, 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 Devin Vassell. Luca Samanich, any of like those three young guys, do you expect to just get an expanded role? Cause it's, it's hard, it's hard to like say, Oh, they're going to have a drastic change from one season to the next. It just never really happens in San Antonio. Right. It's always like a gradual thing. Right. Um, like any, like which of those guys are you kind of hoping takes like a, a, another step forward in kind of their development here? I'm hoping Lonnie, um, because Lonnie is just so explosive and he can be amazing, a huge, you know, spark for the team. I think I liked seeing him. I really actually preferred seeing him coming, starting the second unit, being the sixth man because of that, because he gave the Spurs that spark off the bench. Um, and then, but you know, there were times when he did start and the Spurs performed really well around him. Um, he was just not as consistent as I'd want him to be. And I think there were a lot of reasons for that, just the changing rotations and minutes and, you know, a lot of uncertainties last season. But I do hope to see a lot of growth and development from him because he's going into, I guess, his fourth year. Mm -hmm. um, it's that time. You know, I know we saw from DeJounte kind of a lot coming in to his fourth, fifth year. That's when the real like night and day stuff happened. So I think, you know, it's now or never for him because if he comes in at that still like, oh, he's young, he's learning, eventually that's going to get old. And yeah. I love him. I think he could be amazing. So I'm really hoping to see him do that this season. Yeah, it it, it really is. Um, it, I don't want to say it's a make or break season because I think even if Lonnie has a subpar season, the Spurs, I think, aren't going to like let him go. I think they'll right. just kind of, try to keep him around for something reasonable like price. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I, like you said, like this contract uh, is up for extension, right? I believe after this season. Yeah. So, um, but no, you're absolutely right. He's, he is honestly, he can be the X factor from a game to game night where, mm -hmm. whereas when he's on, he's giving you 15 points and that's usually like the difference in a game. And that would have been so that would have been the difference in a lot of games this season and yeah. something that uh my wife and I we did an episode uh we started like doing like a monthly thing or like till spurs do oh. us part right so like check, oh. this, check this episode out that's but so cool it's, it starts I was like babe what what did you think about this season and she's just like overtime double overtime just like long <laughs> nights I'm like dude for real like we were in so many close games yeah. Like how yeah. many, how many games were we in where it came down to the wire, right? Like, and a lot of those nights, I feel like a couple guys struggled, but I feel like mm -hmm. Lonnie was always one of those guys that struggled whenever we were, 
whenever he was on, we were just as good as anyone else almost. You know what I mean? Because the whole, like, it'll get old if he never comes around. I feel like Devin Vassell is going to, like, put a fire under him. him. Yes. And Mm -hmm. just put a fire under him and just be like, bro, like, (laughs) either you get better or you get out of the way. You know what I mean? Or get out of the way because Devin is really good. Like, Devin is came in defensively leaps and bounds Ready. Yes. where Lonnie Walker is de- defensively now. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my opinion. Right. But, um, of course, Lonnie and Devin, both of them have upside, you know, without ceilings, right? Like they can right. both be so good. Um, and it would be great to have them kind of like at their peaks together. You know that would I mean? be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome, right. Um, and Luca, guys, I, I'm I've, I'm like I don't know if there's anyone else with me on Luca Island over here, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm just I've been so high on him since the get go, and I just feel again like opportunity. He just needs that opportunity. I think he did well this year with the opportunity that he did get. Like right. it was it was a minimal opportunity this year, but what what he did do was very impressive to me. And I think I even heard like Sean Elliott say one time. Um, that if you were to give out a most improved player award to like anyone on the team, it would be Luca. Right. Really? Because just from his first year to now, like he's just, it's night and day. And it, a lot he of did people lot. didn't see it too much, but <laughs> yeah. Do you have, do you have, do you have a, what, what's your, what's your high, medium, low uh, for Luca right now? Uh, I, I'm pretty neutral on him. I, at the beginning, I was not a huge fan. I just kind of was like, what's the hype about this guy? Like, he's not <laughs> doing anything. Um, but after seeing him a couple times this season, I I am more on the Luca train than off. So I'm Period. hoping, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that he gets an opportunity to show that because I know he had, you know, one or two, like, really great games. Um, if he could do that consistently, I think he would probably be a good option as, I mean, the Spurs need a solid power forward right now. And it's kind of up in the air what's going to happen with a lot of things. So it'd be good if he could step it up and actually prove that he's going to be that that dependable on a consistent basis. I have, um, so like, we'll I have so much content on this channel about uh, uh, breaking down Lucas film. So check it out. Check it out. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you'll see something that you didn't maybe see. Maybe convince me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, actually, I wanted to, to – I forgot I was going to mention this earlier. When you were talking about, like, oh, the Spurs might trade Derek, right, or or DeJounte, and I'm mm. on the side of that's just, like, completely ridiculous. Yes. Um, and uh, there's on – the, on my channel, when you go to the YouTube channel, on the very top, like, the main video uh, – it's that it's me talking about why, right? So I don't know if yes. you would agree with me, but go ahead and check it out. And it's talking about like culture. <laughs> like the biggest reason why is like cultures, like you know what I mean? It's like yes. we don't do that, and we've kind of been um nurturing this relationship with DeJounte yeah. like since he was young and Derek as well. So exactly. And they're on I'm gonna have to check that well. out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Yes, okay. yeah. Tell me if you agree with me or not, right? I okay. will. So, all right, guys. So that's going to be it for the show today. Vicky, thank you so much for hanging out. It was a blast. Uh, we got to do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, let all my viewers right now, they're going to be watching this now live and, and post live, um, where they can find your stuff. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at the Vicky Vix, which is in my handle. I know you shared it a while ago. <laughs> um, it's at T-H-E-V-I-C-K-I-E-V-I-X. 
There you go. All right, guys. Well, Spurs Nation, thank you for hanging out again. Last time, smash that like button. Go Spurs go. It's going to be a great off season. It's going to be so exciting. These next two weeks are going to be so exciting because you get the draft and then we get free agency right after that. And then mid-August, we'll kind of know what the Spurs team is going to look like for next year, right? So then all we'll have to do is wait. Um, But all right, guys, thank you for hanging out. Vicky, again, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, Appreciate it. Yes. All right. So, guys, um, if you want to go above and beyond, check out the Patreon link in the description below. Um, Make sure to hit that notification bell so you get notified when we drop content or when we go live on the channel um and don't forget to share this video so all right guys we'll be back next week with some more spurs film room live have a great day isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta watch this